Welcome to our podcast, Inside SBS for HANA. There is no customer success without product success and project success. I'm your host, Sayyid Dalal Hussain, Product Manager in charge of enablement for AI in Cloud ERP. Today, we start a special series about artificial intelligence to bring you a close perspective about SAP strategy on artificial intelligence, generative AI, and what we can expect going forward. And to start this series, we have two very special guests with us today. First, we have Andreas Welsh, the Vice President of AI Marketing at SAP, and Janik Peterschmidt, the Head of SAP S4HANA Cloud Enablement. In this episode, we will be discussing SAP's business AI strategy, the role of Gen AI, and how AI is changing enablement at scale. Let's dive right into it. So let's begin by welcoming our guests now. Welcome, Andreas and Yannick. It's great to have you both on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tala. It's great to be here. Thanks, Talal. Pleased to meet you, Andreas. Hi. So let's begin with something more lighthearted. Andreas, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast already know you by reputation, by work, and as a thought leader also in the artificial intelligence area. Share with us, with our audience, something about yourself that not everyone may know about you. Hmm. That's a good question. So let me think. Um, for, for the past couple of years, I've been really passionate about the topic of artificial intelligence and, and how it can help not only businesses, but actually how do you make that happen? So through a, a number of steps in my, in my career, I've worked with customers very closely on, on AI. I've worked with our own development and product management teams, and I'm, I'm now leading marketing for AI. But outside of my role at SAP, I share that passion with a growing community, for example, on LinkedIn and, and YouTube, where I have weekly conversations uh, with thought leaders, with experts on AI that do this work day in and, and day out. How are they approaching it? What is helping them to implement AI successfully? So something like my live stream and podcast series, What's the Buzz, is what I'm really, really passionate about and what maybe not everybody knows about me. I'm pretty sure a lot of these listeners would know about it. And um, what's the buzz? The name is very appropriate and we'll come to the buzz question very, very soon. Before we move forward, I think it's time to bring in Yannick as well here. Yannick, share with us something that the audience may not already know about you. You have the unfair adventures to be the second. So I had a few seconds more than Andreas to think about something. And actually, I'd like to bring the topic of AI closer to my roots. As, as you might know or not know, I'm, my, my first industry was agriculture. I mean, this was the family business. And actually, my first contact with AI was in this industry, you know, like satellite field or soil inspections. It's not new. It's been done in the past so far. But this is an industry that will benefit from AI um, very much today and in the future, like the plant health detections you can have. Um, and something that is almost a little bit funny is that AI will be able, like with, with sensors, uh, to predict, you know, ha having the temperature of the nose of livestock, for example, um, of a possible disease or not, and uh, starts, you know, to cure the disease before it really starts or really takes place in the body of the livestock. So I think this is interesting and no direct um, um, link to uh, what we do on and discuss about about today, but it's great to see that all the industry will benefit from, from this technology and definitely ACP is doing a lot for the agribusiness as well. That's certainly very interesting. And I remember reading somewhere that um, the best artificial intelligence would be the one that we don't see. So it's not about the robots going around. It's about what we don't see everywhere. And that's the best use of artificial intelligence. 
I think that's also a good point to bring us to our main topic here. We have seen a lot of updates from SAP's leadership and also generally the business leaders around the world about artificial intelligence integrated into the business. Also, how um, every business has a particular strategy that AI should be incorporated in there. Bringing all of these words together, let me bring you, Andreas, into these questions. Um, we have the SAP's business AI strategy. Can you give us an insight about what does it mean by SAP's business AI strategy and how do you see it moving forward? I think if we look at SAP, our mission has always been to help our customers run their business better. In um, what, 76, 77% of, of the world's um, business transactions run through SAP systems. So there's obviously a, a huge potential to now take this even further with AI. When we look at something like business AI, SAP's approach to AI, that's built on, on three key tenets. One, it's relevant. That means it's built into the applications that your users use every day, like SAP S for HANA, for example, if you're in finance or uh, if, you, if you're in sales in many different parts of the business, it's relevant. It surfaces insights. It um, delivers automation right where you work. Secondly, it's reliable because it combines SAP's more than 50 years of industry and process expertise with the data that lives in our customer systems and that stays uniquely theirs, right? But it services um, these, these insights that are tied to, to their business. And thirdly, it has to be responsible. And I think that's really a key part, um, especially in, in, in that part around AI. Responsible meaning it starts with ethics and, and data privacy from the ground up. Um, so we make sure that this aligns not only with our guiding principles and, and values, but even with you know basic things that that you would expect. So making sure that the AI from SAP is is safe and responsible. That's a very well thought of answer, and I like the idea, especially of the last one that is responsible and uh, bringing ethics into artificial intelligence is definitely something going forward and. I know that the last year was AI 2023, and this year is generative AI. This is all the talk um, that is going on around it. I would like to also bring in the perspective of generative AI into this SAP business AI strategy. If I fit generative AI, how would you modify or how would you explain the SAP business AI strategy now? That's a great question. So look, generative AI is just a new kind of AI that allows us to do things we haven't been able to do before with AI. Right? Before we were able to predict information. For example, um, think of something like a demand forecast. What are the, the products that I need to have in what location, in what quantity, and which point in time? These types of models, these types of algorithms, we, we still need them, right? They're, they're not going away just because of generative AI. But Generative AI, as the name suggests, allows us to generate information now. And I'm sure many of you have seen that through tools like ChatGPT or even Bing, Bart from uh, Microsoft and, and Google and many other tools. So it, it's become a lot more accessible. If we look at then business, I think most of communication in business happens obviously through language, whether it's spoken language or written language. And generative AI can help us generate text, summarize text, translate text, in addition to other modalities like image generation or audio or video. But I think the question is also then, what does it really mean for a business? And, and what does it look like in concrete terms? If you've ever hired anybody as a hiring manager, for example, right, you might 
want to create a job description. And you might not do that uh, um, very regularly, maybe every couple of months, maybe once a year or something. So you take something that you basically have in your drawer or somewhere on your file share and, and you go in and, and you edit it, but you spend a lot of time crafting it to the new role. Now, think of something like generative AI that can help you um, update that job description or write it from, from scratch. Now, if you've used ChatGPT before, you might have seen that, yeah, it can create pretty decent output, but usually it's pretty generic unless you give it more information. Now, the key is that that, that information that makes it more concrete already lives in your business systems. And by combining that information out of your systems with the instructions we give to generative AI, we can create really, really tailored and tangible uh, results and, and output. So I think that's a that's a huge part here as well. The other part that I want to highlight, and, and it goes back to the third pillar around responsible AI, is that we ensure that the generative AI that we embed in our business applications is safe, is easy to use, so you can use it immediately, right? We also in, in ensure that the same security and authentication concepts apply that you're using across your entire SAP landscape. So even if you're using an AI an infused product or something like Joule, our AI co-pilot, right, that you only have access to the data that you otherwise would have access to in your SAP system, especially re um, relevant around uh, employee data, financial data, and so on. I think you get the idea, right? Yeah, um, definitely. And um, I think this also brings us closer to like bridging the gap. So since this podcast series has always been about SAP as for HANA, and now going one step deeper. So we started with SAP business AI strategy. We went into the generative AI sphere, so a bit more narrow. Now, moving forward, how do you see this strategy concretely for SAP Swahana Cloud ERP specifically? Because a lot of our audience are actually targeted in this domain. That's a great question. Look, um, for, for the last few years, we've been embedding AI across all of our business applications, including SAP Swahana. So there are dozens of capabilities available for each business function, right? If, if you're in finance, there are several things. If you're more on the supply chain side, there are several things and so on and so on. Now with generative AI, one great example that, that I'd like to share with you is um, where we're using AI and, and bringing that much, much closer to the end user. And that is through Joule, SAP's AI co-pilot that we're embedding across the entire portfolio of SAP applications, including SAP S4 HANA Cloud. So with the release 2402, we're introducing the first set of capabilities for Joule as part of an early adopter program. And the idea is that Joule can really help you retrieve information more quickly, find information more quickly, and navigate, help you navigate to the right places in, in your UI and your, your products a lot more quickly. So you'll see a lot more coming from SAP there. Definitely keep your eyes open um, for things like Joule already in, in 2402. Um, but other areas are, um, are are key as well where we are infusing AI, but maybe we can talk about that uh, in, in a little more detail as well. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think this is what everyone has been probably waiting for, the ones who are listening to this. Generative AI, so starting with AI, going to generative AI, and then talking about Joule. I'm pretty sure everyone would have been looking for it. Um, so just to give the audience a short recap, so SAP Joule with 2402, SAP Swahana Cloud, is now in early adopter care program. And if you would like to know more about it, there are certainly more details available. And since we talked about um, one of the SAP's offering, AI offerings, let's go a bit more deep into it. 
Can you please tell our audience more about SAP's AI offerings? Because this is certainly Jewel is the latest one, but this is not something new for SAP. And there are plenty of AI offerings, plenty of AI products. So Andreas, please give a short uh, intro about SAP's AI products in this case. Yeah, look, so um, to, to give you some other examples, when we talk to customers, a, a lot of those um, customers with large shared service organizations tell us that they're really struggling to, to keep up. Right? There are lots of inquiries, tickets, whether it's from your internal teams in HR, in, in IT, in finance, or also externally your, your customers. So to help address that specific need of responding faster to incoming inquiries and, and tickets and, and do that in a modern uh, type experience, we've developed a product called Enterprise Service Management that helps agents not only understand more quickly what are these inquiries about, but also help get them recommendations for what should you respond, how should you respond, maybe even create a draft for that or create a call script that you can walk through with your customer. So just one of the, the many examples of where we're embedding AI today and where it's already available to you as a customer as well. I would say overall, the, the best place to look for new information is on sap.com slash AI. You'll always find the latest information there and also um, good information on our approach to AI and our strategy too. Definitely, I think that's a pretty good point. So sap.com um, slash AI, if you go there, you can also see the information by LOPs and you can also see information by processes, business processes. This is certainly the best resource that I also know of. I would like to make this last question with you more concrete before I move on to Janik and talk about enablement in this case. If I were to ask you, does any particular customer or industry or anything similar comes to your mind, any customer that was not um, very tech savvy, let's say, or not using the latest tech, and because of AI, SAP was able to enable that customer be faster, be more productive and be, be more efficient. Does any such customer come to your mind? So I think one great example actually comes from one of our customers called CF Friedrichshafen in their aftermarket division. They're in, in the manufacturing business and they used to have a number of different systems that they used to do their planning. They consolidated on SAP integrated business planning um, a, a few months ago. And as part of that consolidation or as a result of that consolidation, they're able to do their forecasting in 92% faster than before. With the help of AI, you know, they are now able to predict and anticipate what parts do we need to have in, in what locations and do that with higher accuracy, um, definitely Im improving that process for them significantly. Yeah, that's definitely, I think, um, something to look forward to, 92% faster forecasting. This is... Um, Definitely a tremendous achievement. And I look forward to also talking to one of the customers in the future. So in the next episodes, everyone, please stay tuned. Um, something to look forward to. And I think before we move forward more with the AI topic, I would like to bring Janik into this conversation now. Um, we have talked about a lot of new products come to the market, new trends come to the market. And it's always it, what it comes down to is the enablement. Are the partners are the people who are implementing it, are they able to do it at scale with efficiency and with the latest information? This is the reason we have our guest, Janik Peter-Schmidt here, who's also the head of enablement, of course, and um, with a tremendously good career at SAP spanning over two decades at least. I think it's really um, the good point where I ask Janik this question. Janik, 
what are your thoughts on the enablement strategy today and tomorrow when it comes to artificial intelligence? As every function at, at SAP or outside SAP, we're in the midst of a transformation. So first of all, we, we, we do what we love and we love what we do, right? Uh, and enablement is the DNA of the team. And I guess that most of our audience would uh, recognize that uh, this podcast is part of our enablement channels, but we have so-called product expert training, early release series, uh, in-depth with SAP, Svana, etc., where we talk about technology because we love technology. But I, I'd like to go back to what you said, Talal, earlier. Maybe we talk too much about technology, and let me quote Johnny Ive, who, who said technology is at its best when it disappears. And I think with AI, Gen AI, this is really going to happen. And and for us, you know, we could call it outbound product managers. Um, we need to change completely the perspective latest now to see software products with the eyes of the business users and the needs of the business users. And as a business user, the last thing you care about is technology. You want business outcome, full stop. You want efficiency, full stop. But not, is it machine learning? Is it Gen AI? Uh, is it the SAP Pi, so the predictive um, analytics uh, infrastructure that we used to have in the past that is great? Or is it ACC or planning tools? Tools are great, but they're here to enable the technologies. And I think now we are at an, an inflection point where we look at technology mainly with the eyes of, of the end users and enable along end-to-end -end processes, um, quote to cash, plan to fulfill, finance and risk, you name them, right? So what we do as a team is really to take the great thing that is done in development, you know, in the different lines of business, manufacturing, supply chain, finance, sales, and we package that as much as we can, as good as we can for, for the end users who's going to see what is the business value for that. And of course, AI, it's important to talk about the technology itself, but it's even more important to, to hide it or to, to put it at the heart of an end-to-end -end process and, and show the value of AI in this end-to-end -end process. So this is really enablement from, let's say, the content creation perspective. Uh, we call ourselves creators or pro product expert of non-coded asset. Uh, I think this function is, is pretty much well known. But Talal, allow me to quickly add on the product enablement strategy for AI. Um, uh, uh, two, two things I'd like to mention, two things that I see in product management, and of course, I, I agree with what, what Andreas said, it's an AI-first approach because SAP aims to embed AI capabilities directly in, in all the existing product or solution, obviously. We, we're making AI an integral part of the overall UX, the overall user experience, so it's super important in cloud ERP because the potential is really, really huge. We touch so many people with our apps. So this involves leveraging AI technologies such as the one I, I listed already, like machine learning, natural language processing, uh, sub-build automation, etc., as, as already mentioned. But another thing that is equally important is the ecosystem, that we have this open ecosystem. We, we all know that SAP's fantastic success is based on this ecosystem and, and, and the partner ecosystem that, that we have. Um, and, and these partnerships are now, even more important, you know, driving AI innovation and AI adoption. And we always love to engage with customers, partners, developers to, f to foster this open ecosystem. You know, we provide, and I don't want to go too deep, but some APIs, SDKs, development tools, and adoption program, like the one you mentioned, um, Talal, uh, for uh, Joule, the early adopter care for Joule that starts January 24, officially, where we'll give this great uh, solution 
to some early adopter customers and we will listen very, very carefully to the feedback to make sure that the product that goes general availability then later this year um, meets the needs of the larger ecosystem. Thank you. I think it's a very comprehensive answer here. And what I would like my audience to take away from this is the two aspects of enablement in this case. It's it's one thing to have a great product uh, built on great success and built with the great teams and great customers, early adopter gears. And it's also another thing to making sure that the product is successful and it reaches its end goal. And the end goal is AI everywhere and AI-enabled products everywhere. And thank you, Yannick, for sharing the perspective and how it goes on. Now, drawing a line here, Yannick, may I ask you one another question on it? How is AI changing enablement at scale? And how if will it change in the future? How do you see this happening? Great question, Talal. I, I think this is a, a great timing as well because um, with the team, we're looking at, you know, what is the vision? What is our vision? And the vision is actually pretty clear. is low to no touch enablement, highly scalable, interactive, right? We have new tools that will help us realize this, this vision. And AI can play, of course, a significant role in ACP product enablement, help scale in the future in several ways. From the creation process of the content, you know, the content is in many places. We have uh, SAP internal tools. We have uh, more slides that you can read. We have text. Um, we have series. We have wikis and, 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 and. So we have, it's a gold mine of information, right? And we think we can automate uh, partly or completely the creation process of the content that will be rolled out to the customers to the partners to the ecosystem um you know to to automate some repetitive tasks you know data entry document processing document creation as, as i mentioned so would free up some human resources capacity focus more on you know if, if needed one one enablement what one activities with customers or partners this is for the um, for, for the creation uh on the content rollout i think this is uh, this is even more um exciting for me uh, we are going to test uh, you know the, the benefits and the acceptance of avatars or if you want your your virtual product expert your virtual product expert friends uh, via the SAP community so this is to come very soon uh, where this virtual product expert this virtual cloud ERP expert will roll out some questions based on what has been automatically created right but we'll have an eye and two ears open for questions and for feedback and eventually interact yeah like uh, dear virtual uh, product experts, uh, thank you for sharing the latest innovation on risk compliance. I'd like to learn more about segregation of duties. Can you elude about the roadmap? And this uh, digital assistant could, because the information is available at SAP, roadmap for segregation of duties, it's available in our system, could, you know, on the fly, fetch the content, share it and continue to interact. Right. So this is the vision. Uh, this year will be a year of transition where we really want to make sure we have the right tools in place. Um, we test them out. We get feedback. This is very important from our customers, our partners, our colleagues. And depending on tool maturity and um, adoption, we will certainly see big changes you know, in the upcoming 18 months. I think that's certainly very interesting. And um, 
I think the enablement content vision, the idea here of automation and using the avatars where the product expert has a virtual representation as well, I think that's quite fascinating. And I'm personally also looking forward to it because that interests my role as well. So that will be very interesting for me. I can extend myself into the digital world. So I think that's something um, I will definitely be looking forward into. That covers the aspect of the enablement side that we have. Now let's bring Andreas back into the picture. Andreas, we started with this podcast with um, kind of your also another um, personal activity, and that was the What's the Buzz podcast. Now I would like to ask, flip this question over and ask you, do you see AI as the buzz or do you see AI something that will probably go on for decades to materialize? What's your feeling on that? So I think it's definitely been the buzz for the last 12 months, 18 months. Um, and it's interesting to see how quickly we've shot through that hype cycle. Right? It was almost like riding the hype cycle like a roller coaster, as one of my connections used to say. But I think this year it's, it's really interesting because we are seeing that more enterprises are adopting AI in their business. So this is really the year where, you know, we've, we've tried it out last year, but now let's put it in, in uh, into production. So I think also there's never been more awareness on AI than there is right now. Thanks to all that hype, right? All that excitement, all the discussions that were had at, at all different levels of industries and government and, and whatnot last year. Um, I think it also makes it a lot more concrete now uh, that people can try out AI, that they can get up close and personal with it and have chat GPT and not only on, on their work device, for example, but have it on, on, on the home device at the uh, fingertip on, on their mobile phone and so on. So people are trying out a lot more of AI than they have been able to do before, right? Something as uh, cryptic and, and technical as whatever K-means algorithm somewhere that, that optimizes your, your forecast or so we're not there anymore, right? We've evolved, it's it's a lot more tangible. So I think that opportunity then also to make it happen and to find a way to use it in your business is a lot more concrete. And the, the bar to do that has definitely been lowered. So I would say what's critical in the next phase is going beyond these what ifs and going beyond pilot projects. And while the hype is settling down in a, in a sense, that also means that we need to pay more attention to people and to change management. I think it also means that we need to help them learn in the workplace where and how they can use it and what it can do for them. Because after all, AI always introduces a bit of a change to the way people have been working. And I think that's a key aspect and a key dimension that we must not neglect as we're all implementing AI in our businesses. So I'm super excited, super hopeful and optimistic about the future of AI in what SAP can bring to our customers right in the applications that they use every day to make sure it's relevant, it's reliable, and it's responsible. I think that really sums it up very well. I think there will be like every new disruptive technology that comes up uh, that has the potential to change something. A lot of features will be tried, a lot of what-ifs and pilot projects, as you nicely put it. And a lot of them might not stick, but the few that stick are definitely going to make a difference. That's um, definitely something that I see going forward. And with that, may I do another spontaneous question to both of you, Yannick and Andreas? What's your excitement level, let's say, or what's your uh, temperament on um, the future of AI from, let's say, 1 to 10, if I put it this way? We can go first with Andreas. What's your excitement level? 
So my excitement level is definitely a 12. Um, super excited to, to see um, what AI holds as a technology and also curious and, and, and excited to see more business adopted and, and see how it can help them as well. I think 12 is definitely a number to beat. So 12 out of 10. Janik, what's your take on it? You know, a good friend of mine is a, is a graphic designer. Um, today, what is the job description of a graphic designer? Very complicated, right? Uh, with all the possibility you get to generate text, image, videos. Um, a, a job that was basically, you know, the business model was you have as, as many billable days to be this, to, to develop graphics, text, and, and design as, as possible. That was a very simple business model. This is probably not going to exist very soon, right? Um, and, and the graphic designer job description is probably evolving to uh, more, you know, a consulting role to the corporation beyond the, the visual identity, right? Which is a very exciting job too, right? But you need to be willing to learn. And as uh, Satya Nadella said, uh, move to know it all to learn it all, right? And this applies to me, to everyone, I think in the IT tech, I think the, the technology is is an opportunity, right? But it's it's on us to really adopt it, change the perspective. Don't focus on the tech, but focus on the end users and how can we help those end users, be it from a product perspective as how we enable on the product. Both equally important. Um, so super excited about what is happening right now. And as we know, there will be an acceleration, not a deceleration. So we'll see more. And um, Again, job descriptions will evolve, but I think for the better of the customer in the end. Definitely. And may I get my question, 1 to 10 on your scale, how excited are you? I'll give a 12 as well, so Andreas and I can continue to work hand in hand and be successful jointly. That definitely sounds like a good idea. And that seems like a good question for me moving on with the podcast series. I think that's definitely a good question. And um, so far, we have had some pretty interesting discussions and also bringing two perspectives together. I think before we run out of time, maybe I will do a short recap for our audience what we've discussed so far. So we started with SAP's business AI strategy. We went one step further into generative AI strategy specifically. And we also pointed out, of course, more to learn sap.com slash AI. And then we made it more specific to SAP Cloud ERP. And moving from there, we had some very interesting discussions. And then we joined it with um, the SAP enablement also, and also in a future of enablement. Because as we discussed, there is no technology that can be successful if the implementing partners or implementing side is not enabled to handle it up to scale. We also looked at the future of AI and how the future of enablement uh, will look like, how the future of job market will look like. All of these perspectives together, I think that brings me to the end of this discussion. Thank you. Thank you for both of you. Um, thank you, Andreas, first of all, for joining us. And Janik, I'm always great to have you. So thank you as well. And for audience, when you listen to this episode, please stay tuned for our next episodes on the upcoming series of artificial intelligence. I have some of uh, more content planned. In the next episode, I am working on bringing the partner or customer side Let's bring in their perspective as well and see how um, artificial intelligence enablement is also going and how the implementation side is going. Artificial intelligence just is nothing new, but now in this time we are experiencing an AI revolution. This is going to be an exciting year and looking forward to it. So 
As always, feel free to drop us a note at insights 4 at scb.com and let us know which topics are for your interest. Tune in next time and be inside SCBS for Anna.